Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots. It's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man. That state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. About time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert, I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on social media, Twitter, TST underscore underscore radio, and facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. Our website, 
thesecretteachings.info. Our website is very simple to navigate. On it, you will find our show promos for the week, Monday through Friday. You'll also find my books. You can purchase a copy of those on our website only. And our archive. If you're not a subscriber, you can still listen and stream the show. If you do become a subscriber, you get access to all the shows without monetized advertisements, access to the montage archive, early access to the show, a private RSS feed, and digital copies of my books. Just visit the website and subscribe today when you subscribe or buy a book. Or if you leave us a review on one of the podcast or radio players, you support The Secret Teachings and you keep us on air Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, right after Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero. GroundZero.radio is the best way to listen to the show, so if you ever have any issues listening Monday through Friday during airtime, just visit GroundZero.radio or use that Aftermath FM application. Right after Clyde shows over, the secret teachings will come on immediately, as some of you are finding out right now. We've been on air for about 13 years about seven, eight years professionally, something like that. I started radio a very long time ago. And when I first started radio, I would talk about things that people interpreted as political and people would assume. I don't like it when people assume my, my gender or sexuality. I don't like it when people assume my politics. People would assume what my politics were. And then when I would shift to talk about something else, they would be flabbergasted because I would I would dare cross that Rubicon. I would cross that line and, wait a minute, I thought you were this political persuasion or that political persuasion. And that used to cause a lot of, a lot of problems at the old radio station in uh, Orlando, Florida. So much so that when I started to express other political views, I started to receive death threats from some of the college students, even a professor who tried to get us removed from the air because he didn't like what we were saying. I feel like some things are are just common sense. I think some things are not a matter of debate. I don't think some things are a matter of politics. I think some things are just a matter of common sense. Like, for example, collectively as a society, we act like we don't know what causes the problems that we have as a society. We act like spending more money somehow is going to solve our debt and deficit problems. We act like taking a pill is going to help us lose weight. We act like paying more money for gas is going to help fight a war in a foreign country. We act like a lot of things that don't really make a lot of sense. We act like voting for somebody just because of party affiliation without even knowing what that person represents is somehow going to make our community, our county, our state, our country a better place. It's almost like we as citizens have put ourselves on autopilot. It's almost like a lot of our friends and family have put ourselves or put themselves on autopilot. And when you try to point out inconsistencies or when you try to point out things that are pure common sense, 
Very few people would like to have those discussions, with the exception of you as an audience, obviously, if you listen to Clyde or if you listen to The Secret Teachings or you listen to a handful of other radio shows that really are not partisan in politics. They're not really subscribing to a religious dogma. Somebody actually just emailed me the other day and said, if I, if I didn't know any better, if I didn't know you uh, know you from the show, I, I would think that you're a Christian. You exemplify Christian values more than most Christians I know. I thought that was a nice compliment. I appreciate emails like that. I actually got an email last night. Before we go any further into tonight's show, I got an email from Patrick last night. Patrick is a, or was, a 38-year paramedic. And Patrick had some comments on the show last night, and uh, I really appreciate it. I wish we had the technology and the, the means here to, to do a phone call show again like we used to do. But he said, as a paramedic for 38 years, because last night we talked about the Anne Hesch story, he said, it doesn't look like she's in a body bag. It looks like she's in a full-size burn sheet or a disposable stretcher mattress cover to protect body heat. Although he said he would not speculate on why, and this is a very interesting piece of information, why her face was completely covered because you wouldn't cover the face so you can monitor the airway. He said perhaps her clothes were burned away. I'm paraphrasing what Patrick said. He said that it looks like a rescue unit. And uh, maybe that was the word I was searching for last night, because I know it, it wasn't an ambulance. It didn't look like an ambulance. It looked like something, something like, a, like a rescue unit. And uh, he said if she was found dead, which she wasn't, medics probably would not have transported um, her in the way that they, that they did. They would treat it as a crime scene um, until the coroner would come. So I guess I did get that right. And um, he said EMS units do not carry body bags. So I appreciate that, Patrick, 38-year paramedic, letting us know a little bit about what the protocol is. If you have any comments or questions like that, rdgable at yahoo.com. That show from last night is in the archives. I'm not really even speculating in that show. I, I thought I did a pretty good job in breaking down the mainstream narrative and the conspiracy theories, which I think are pretty amateur hour, honestly. And I really think that because of the autopilot that I mentioned a moment ago, I think a lot of us are approaching uh, social issues and discussions and debates with with just um, with autopilot, but with a uh, with a reserved sense of of reasoning. And um, you know, it's you hear things like, for example, for example, I I put a comment on Facebook because I get tired of seeing. Uh, the comments that say, if you think communism is bad, wait until you learn about capitalism. So I flipped it. I put a comment out that said, if you think capitalism is bad, wait until you learn about communism. And people freak out about that. And they love their communist doctrine. And then the justification begins. If you think about it for a second, you ever you ever had a conversation where like Hitler comes up in conversation and everybody looks around like they're being watched. Everybody panics. Everybody's making sure they're not anti-Semitic. And you're like, hold on a second. Why, why are you panicking? It's just a name. Okay, it's just a name. Hitler ruined that name. So just a name. Okay, Adolf, Adolf Hitler. It's, it's just a name. Stop panicking. So you bring that up and, and people panic. And anytime you say, well, did you even listen to what Hitler had to say? Can, can we try to understand his madness? 
very few people want to do that outside of a handful of professors or scholars and maybe a handful of, uh, of, of radio listeners to shows like this, you know, people who like history. But you bring up communism and the justification starts immediately. Oh, it's not real communism. Oh, Karl Marx, he, uh, he, his, his ideas were distorted. And, and that's, you know, some, some people get it, but that, that's the, always the response of the, of the hardcore communists who believe that their doctrine is the solution to all the world's problems. And I always ask them, so you're cool with killing hundreds of millions of people intentionally and unintentionally, and then they always have a weird look. I was actually at a, um, I went to the co-op here in Tucson. It's actually called, funny enough, it's called the Conspiracy Co-op. And there's this woman who works there, and apparently she's seen me come in a couple times, and she complimented me on my my shirt that I was wearing. And she said, I always like your shirts. They're pretty funny. And uh, I said, oh, that's interesting. Coming from, coming from somebody who works at a co-op, I wouldn't expect you to think that way. So I had a shirt on with like, I had a, it, was, it was like Karl Marx and uh, Lenin, and I forget the other person on it, but it had a couple different communist characters. And it said, dark humor is like food. Not everybody, not everybody gets it. And this old woman was standing there and she said, what, what, she's like, what does that shirt say? And I told her and she's like, oh, that's, that's pretty dark. I said, no, what's dark is communism. Communism kills hundreds of millions of people. And she just kind of looks at me. She's like, huh? I said, yeah, hundred, hundred and something, at least a hundred million just in the 20th century. That's a lot of people, isn't it? Oh, oh, just, oh, I don't know. Just like she doesn't know what I'm talking about or never heard that before. But you know about Hitler. You know about Hitler. So I bring that up because I want to bring something else to your attention. Part of it I already brought to your attention more than a month ago. This was back in June. The New York Times ran a headline. I'm going to read it to you right now. Citing disastrous pandemic response, expert panel will call for overhaul of U.S. public health system. Now, this is a bipartisan panel, although bipartisan is supposed to make you feel good, like, well, these two opposing sides agree on something. That's a good thing. They don't tell you until later in the article that the bipartisan panel is made up of George Bush directors and Barack Obama appointees and commissioners from the FDA and from the CDC. So it's basically a joint Bush-Obama bipartisan panel. And as Dr. Ron Paul wrote in one of his books, bipartisanism is essentially worthless if you're only agreeing on things that benefit you or if you're agreeing on things that are not beneficial to to your constituents. So bipartisanism is not always a good thing. It's the same thing with any kind of bill that's passed by Congress, right? If, if Congress passes a bill, everybody cheers. Hey, they passed a bill, they got something done. But if what they got done was not good, if it was not beneficial, if it, if it did not contribute to the well-being of at least a majority of the country, then it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing to tout. Hey, we passed a bill. Well, what does the bill do? Uh, and they get real quiet. They don't want to talk about it. So as a bipartisan panel of health experts, and this is what the New York Times said, this bipartisan of health experts called for a, quote, overhaul of the American public health system that would greatly expand the role of the federal government, giving Washington the authority to set minimum health standards 
and coordinate a patchwork of nearly 3,000 state, local, and tribal agencies. The panel, Commonwealth Fund Commission on a National Public Health System, described as the inadequacies and inequalities, or inequalities rather, of the United States' response to the coronavirus pandemic. So I want you to notice that word right there. Inadequacy, sure, but inequities. That's a word that comes up over and over and over and over and over again. Inequities. Inequities. Things that are not equitous, if you will. So this bipartisan panel, former Bush, former Obama representatives, they get together back in late June of this year and say that the public health system needs to be run more directly by the federal government. And part of that reason is because, yeah, there's inadequacies. There's always going to be inadequacies in government. That's just how it is. And the more, the more lumbering government becomes, the more inadequacies, ironically, there will become. Uh, and then inequities. Now, for those of you who don't know what an inequity is, an inequity is a lack of fairness or justice. In fact, if you look in the dictionary, it says policies aimed at redressing racial inequity. So in other words, at least 50% of what this bipartisan panel is calling for is racial justice in the healthcare system. Okay, so let's see what else they say. While other countries have centralized public health authorities, oh, you mean like China? Public health in the United States is largely managed at the state and local level. Probably a good idea. CDC, the Federal Public Health Agency, does not have the authority to compel states to act. It cannot, for example, the New York Times says, investigate outbreaks of infectious disease in a particular state unless it has an invitation from state officials to do so. Probably a good idea. Because the federal government has no authority vested in it by the Constitution to do these types of things on a state level. States have to invite these agencies in to their territory. That's why we have governors. State health agencies and the CDC have a long history of working collaboratively. But throughout the pandemic, elected state officials, particularly those in red states, oh, so it's political have been reluctant to cede control. When the CDC asked states to sign agreements to share vaccination data with the federal government, for example, a number of states balked. And the article goes on from there. That's the New York Times, June 21st, 2022. Citing disastrous pandemic response, expert panel will call for overhaul of the U.S. public health system. Well, it turns out Whatever they called for, it looks like they're going to get. There isn't really any discussion on this by the media. New York Times ran that story back in June. And as of less than 24 hours ago, today is Thursday, August 18th. So this was Wednesday, August 17th. Literally uh, toward the end of the day last night. CDC director orders agency overhaul, admitting flawed COVID-19 response. So let me get this straight. There's no such thing as a conspiracy. And let's get this straight. This isn't a conspiracy. 
But if I'm to suggest that this article here from CNN, CDC director orders agency overhaul, is somehow linked to this New York Times article citing disastrous pandemic response expert panel will call for overhaul of U.S. public health system. If I'm to say that these two stories are linked, people call me a conspiracy theorist. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's not even a conspiracy. It is a public health system overhaul. And then here's the CDC director, Shell Walensky, saying we're going to overhaul the CDC. Now, the issue here is why they wanted to overhaul the public health system to begin with. Because of inequity. Number one. Because federal agencies like the CDC can't determine how states will act because states have sovereignty. So they have to have an invitation to go into those states. They don't want that to be the case. They want states to, quote, cede control to them as a federal agency. Now, I read through this article from CNN, CDC director orders agency overhaul. Huh. That's actually the same word they used in the New York Times headline, citing disastrous pandemic response. Expert panel will call for overhaul of U.S. public health care system, health system. So what does that mean? Well, the CDC is going to make some changes. And we could go into the details of the reason that they decided to make these changes. Part of it is because of a failed pandemic response. I mean, if you want to make changes, stop telling people to take a shot that doesn't actually protect them. Here's what the CDC is going to do. This is according to CNN. Take a listen to this very carefully. The overhaul, there's that word again, of the CDC's approach to communicating with the public has already begun and will include revamping and streamlining the agency's website and creating simplified public health guidance. They did just change their guidance for COVID-19. We did a show on that earlier this week. The guidance now says, vaccinated or not, determine your own risk. Decide if you want to wear a mask or get a vaccine. It's all up to you. The agency will also create a new equity office working across all functions of the organization from hiring to policy to improve the agency's diversity. Now, if you're looking to overhaul a public health agency because of failures in your system, why you would focus on creating a more diverse staff baffles me. You would probably focus on hiring the best doctors and the best scientists. You would focus on hiring the doctors and the scientists and the statisticians and the directors and the managers who actually know what they're doing regardless of the color of their skin. But that's not what they're doing. They're creating an equity office. So let's go back to the New York Times. The recommendations flow from what the panel, the Commonwealth Fund Commission on a National Public Health System, described as the inadequacy, so that's the COVID-19 pandemic, and the inequities. So they're using literally the same words. This bipartisan panel calls for an overhaul because of inadequacies and inequities. And then here's the CDC just a few months later. This was yesterday, August 17th, 2022, creating a new office for equity. 
The agency will also create a new equity office working across all functions of the organization from hiring to policy to improve the agent's, agency's diversity. Shouldn't you just hire based on merit? Shouldn't you hire the best doctors, the best scientists, the best virologists? Shouldn't you hire the best microbiologists, the best managers and directors? Shouldn't you just hire the best people instead of hiring people based literally on race? The agency is also considering measures that will speed up the publication of data and scientific findings. That doesn't sound good either. Shouldn't you let science be science? Shouldn't you let the scientific data come as it comes? Speeding up the publication of data and scientific findings sounds dangerous. It sounds like you're going to create more inadequacies in the agency. This isn't overhauling the CDC to be more adequate at handling public health emergencies. This is making the CDC essentially obsolete. Practically, though, it's turning the CDC into another branch of the federal government, not just an agency but a direct branch of the federal government that will have, at least based on public perception, not legally, that will have the authority to thrust its tentacles past the governor's office of all 50 states and determine how a state is going to handle a public health emergency. Walensky will also seek more authority for the CDC. Just what I said through Congress and the Biden administration to mandate data collection from states to move money to external partners faster during an emergency and to offer more competitive salaries for recruiting, among other things. Oh, what are the other things? You want more authority from the CDC for the CDC through Biden and Congress. You want more authority. Authority to do what? For just data collection? For just more money? Among other things. Probably, if we follow the trend of this New York Times article... They're already overhauling the CDC. That's what they said in this bipartisan panel. Inadequacies and inequities. They're creating a new equity office. They want to speed up the publication of data to have total control on information. That's very unscientific. And then they want, among other things, more control, which means they would override the invitations needed from states. And based on what the New York Times said, they would force states to cede control to them as a federal agency. That sounds pretty scary. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. I'm going to tell you more about that after this break. White Bat Audio is the music. rdgable at yahoo.com is the email. Stay with us. The Secret Teachings radio show is on Facebook and Twitter. Just search facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings to like us and TST underscore underscore radio to tweet with us. This is David Icke from davidike.com and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. From Ground Zero to The Secret Teachings, keep your dial tuned to Ground Zero Radio. Want to hear more of The Secret Teachings radio show? Search for the show on any radio or podcast player or find links and a free archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you want to get rid of those annoying ads, 
and get extra perks like access to the Montage Archive, digital copies of Ryan's books, and early access to the show, then subscribe to the full show archive at thesecretteachings.info. Visit the website and click the button that says subscribe. You can do so monthly, yearly, or through a one-time donation. Your support always keeps the secret teachings on the air. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now, the Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. If you enjoy the secret teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. If anyone can hear this broadcast, I'm still on Earth. This is the frequency of Ground Zero Radio, Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis, and The Secret Teachings with myself, Brian Gable. So we have two fascinating stories here. We have a New York Times piece from June, and we have a CNN piece from last night, August 17th, 2022. And the New York Times piece is about a bipartisan panel of health experts, former Bush and Obama appointees and commissioners. They called for an overhaul, that's a quote, of the U.S. public health system. They cited inadequacies about the COVID-19 pandemic and inequities. For those of you who don't know or maybe missed the first segment, inequities deal in racial issues, issues of fairness and social justice. They also called for an overriding of state authority and sovereignty. They want the invitation that needs to be extended to the federal government to allow these agencies to come into those states to be eliminated. And the New York Times reported, state health agencies and the CDC have a long history of working collaboratively, but throughout the pandemic, elected state officials, particularly those in red states, have been reluctant to cede control. That's what it's really about. They want those states to cede control to the C. DC. Now, this other article I have, this is yesterday, CNN. 
The overhaul of the CDC's approach to communicating with the public has already begun. This was announced yesterday. CDC director orders agency overhaul. Precisely what this bipartisan panel asked for back in June. So they even used the word overhaul. They say, Walensky will also seek more authority for the Centers for Disease Control through Congress and the Biden administration. They want mandated data collection, dot, 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 among other things. Based on the New York Times article, they want states to have no authority in the decision-making. They want states to have no power in the decision-making. They want states to cede control. They want states to give up their sovereignty to a federal agency like the CDC. The agency is also considering measures that will speed up the publication of data and scientific findings. That is very unscientific. You shouldn't be speeding up the process by which you publish data and scientific findings unless you already have the findings. Then, yes, maybe you could speed up the publication process. But if you're just trying to speed up data collection and publication, that isn't going to help anybody. But here's the big piece of information that you need to know. The agency, as part of the overhaul, will also create a new equity office, just like the New York Times reported back in June. Inadequacies and inequities, those were the major reasons the pandemic response failed, they told us. So a new equity office, what would that look like? Well, it would mean working across all functions of the organization from hiring to policy to improve the agency's diversity. What does diversity have to do with public health? What does diversity have to do with the best science, the best data collection, the best managing of that science and data, the best microbiologists, the best virologists, Why wouldn't you just hire the most qualified people? Beyond that, though, the CDC wants more money to pay these people who, based on diversity, might not even be the most qualified to take the positions. In other words, this is turning the Centers for Disease Control just like the EPA is being turned into, if you go to their website, they actually have a huge section for environmental justice. They're turning the CDC, like the EPA, into what some would call woke. I would call it just another tentacle, another branch of the lumbering federal government, and clearly turning it into a version of one of the ministries of truth or health from 1984, all in the name of inclusivity, equity, and diversity. But that's not where it stops. I'm sure you've heard all about the Inflation Reduction Act. You heard about this? A couple of points on the Inflation Reduction Act. It doesn't reduce inflation. It doesn't bring down the cost of basic necessities and goods. It doesn't bring down the cost of gas. It gives tax credits to very wealthy people to buy very expensive cars. It gives tax credits to wealthy people, or at least well-off people, who can afford to own a house 
who might be able to afford to install solar panels, which won't even work in large parts of the country like they would in other parts, maybe like New Mexico or Nevada or here in Arizona. So dumping billions of dollars into the pockets of people who already have money, but in order to even get that tax credit, you have to spend a lot of money. Solar panels ain't cheap. Maybe you could go to the landfills in California where they've been dumping solar panels because they haven't been working in the state. Another interesting point of the act would be the taxes that they're levying on coal mining and oil extraction. Something that those industries are then going to pass along to the consumer. We could assume that that's going to make the cost of gas and energy more expensive. That doesn't reduce inflation. It allocates hundreds of billions of dollars for green initiatives. Hundreds of billions of dollars. Yeah, I know everybody's talking about the 87,000 new IRS agents, and that's important. And we discussed that briefly on a previous show. That's important. The agency more than doubles. It becomes bigger than some standing militaries. It becomes bigger than other federal agencies. 87,000, that's a lot of new IRS agents. And they're looking to extract tens of billions of dollars from citizens. Billionaires aren't going to have to worry about much. They've got attorneys. They've got lawyers. They've got tax experts. They know how to get out of paying certain taxes by using legal loopholes in the system. You don't. You'd be the one that the IRS would come after. So I'm not concerned as much about that at the moment. I'm concerned more so about the fact that this increases the cost of energy and it gives wealthy tax-paying citizens, it gives them tax credits, whereas people like yourself who might not be able to really afford basic necessities, especially if you're paying your taxes, you're going to be the one targeted by the IRS to make up the, the difference to pay for these green corporate welfare programs and basically green initiatives for wealthy people to buy Teslas. Then a lot of electrical vehicle companies, including um, some of the most popular vehicles, they have uh, raised the cost of their vehicles. So your tax credit is a subsidy to the company. doesn't benefit you. It's literally a massive payout to corporations and billionaires and millionaires. That's what it is. But beyond that, it also does something else. I know it might sound like this guy sounds like he's a conservative. No, I think it's just common sense. You don't spend close to half a trillion dollars if you're trying to reduce a deficit, if you're trying to reduce inflation. It's not going to work that way. You ever paid off a credit card by spending more money? It doesn't work that way. So here is... Something interesting from the Inflation Reduction Act. And I'm going to read this to you directly from the Inflation Reduction Act. Now, I haven't read the whole thing because it's 730 pages. But I have a copy of it from the Senate.gov website. Page 698 onward. Hazardous Materials. Section 60201 Environmental and Climate Justice Block Grants. The Clean Air Act is amended by inserting after Section 137 as added by Subtitle A of this title, the following. 
part of the following includes not only a change to the Clean Air Act, which takes us back to West Virginia versus the EPA. That is also something I have here in front of me. It's a 48-page ruling by the Supreme Court just a few weeks ago that the EPA does not have the authority to regulate carbon dioxide because carbon dioxide is not a pollutant. So here's what the court's decision was. Capping carbon dioxide emissions at a level that will force a nationwide transition away from the use of coal to generate electricity may be a sensible solution to the crisis of the day, but it is not plausible that Congress gave EPA the authority to adopt on its own such a regulatory scheme in Section 111D, referring to the other act. A decision of such magnitude and consequence rests with Congress itself or an agency acting pursuant to a clear delegation from that representative body. So the EPA does not have the authority to regulate carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide is not a pollutant, and so the court says you don't have the authority to do this. But if we go back to the Inflation Reduction Act, and some people speculated on this, that's why a lot of people were really upset at Senator Manchin from West Virginia, because what he did by allowing this act to pass, by supporting it, is essentially strike a death blow to the coal industry, which is pretty much his entire state of West Virginia. The Inflation Reduction Act says that they are going to give billions, billions with a B, billions of dollars, several billion dollars for grants that relate to climate. One of the things that the act says in this section, mitigating climate and health risks from urban heat islands, extreme heat, wood heater emissions, and wildfire events, climate resiliency and adaptation, reducing indoor toxics and indoor air pollution, and this is a very curious piece of information here, facilitating engagement of disadvantaged communities in state and federal advisory groups, workshops, rulemakings, and other public processes. In other words, equity, just like the CDC. They're creating an office for equity. And they want to hire people based on diversity, not on merit. Now, if you go to the EPA's website, they have a section on their website, a big page. If you go to epa.gov forward slash environmental justice, they have a page for environmental justice, and they tell you what environmental justice is. Environmental justice is the fair treatment and meaningful involvement of all people, regardless of race, color, national origin, or income, with respect to the development, implementation, and enforcement of environmental laws, regulations, and policies. This goal will be achieved when everyone enjoys, quote, the same degree of protection from environmental and health hazards, equal access to the decision-making process to have a healthy environment in which to live, learn, and work. That's Pretty much all their section on environmental justice says. That's their goal. It's pretty vague, don't you think? Especially because they have to list race, color, national origin, and income. Now think about why they have to list that. You ever hear people argue that 
the Declaration of Independence or the U.S. Constitution is racist because it doesn't explicitly say African Americans or black people or something to that effect that, that they have equal rights. You know that opponents to both the Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution argued that specifics should be listed in those documents so nobody would be confused and think that slaves, for example, might be considered real people and not just property. You would think that if there were a group of very wealthy white racists, they would have written only white people. But that's not what they did. So today, the EPA, that's the Environmental Protection Agency, is concerned with race, color, and national origin. That sounds more like the antebellum South. That sounds more like Hitler's Germany. That sounds more like the genetic programs in communist China under Mao. Why isn't the EPA concerned with just enforcing the rule of law across the country regardless of race, color, or national origin? But they have to specifically say that, race, color, national origin. They also include income. So what exactly is the EPA going to be doing with all this money that they've received from the, quote, Inflation Reduction Act, and they're receiving tens of billions of dollars. This is on page 699 of the Inflation Reduction Act, same section that we've been talking about, community-led air and other pollution monitoring, prevention, and remediation, and investments in low and zero emission and resilient technologies and related infrastructure and workforce development that help reduce greenhouse gas emissions and other air pollutants. That takes us back to what Senator Markey and Representative Cortez said that they wanted to create with their bill they introduced last year called the Civilian Climate Corps for Jobs and Justice Act. A diverse and equitable group of 1.5 million Americans over five years will complete federally funded projects that help communities respond to climate change and transition to a clean economy. Civilian Climate Corps work will reduce carbon emissions, enable a transition to renewable energy, build healthier and more resilient communities, implement conservation projects with proven climate benefits, and help communities recover from climate disasters. In other words, the Inflation Reduction Act is that bill... Workforce development that help reduce greenhouse gas emissions and other air pollutants. This is exactly what Ed Markey and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez proposed, a civilian climate corps of minority workers working on projects for the federal government and the Democratic Party to reduce carbon emissions. Is there anything in this bill about helping Kentucky Is there anything in this bill about helping or allowing Kentucky to dredge their creeks and their rivers or California to clear dead brush and wood and trees and things like that that could maybe create a fire break? No, we'll just throw lots of money at it. But you know, when you read this, 
They keep using the same word. A diverse and equitable group of 1.5 million Americans. So even the Americans who are going to be building, even the Americans participating in this climate core, they're going to be diverse and equitable. Let me read you again what the EPA's environmental justice page says. Environmental justice is the fair treatment and meaningful involvement of all people, regardless of race, color, national origin, and income. And then this is from Massachusetts Senator Ed Markey's website, a diverse and equitable group of 1.5 million Americans. I don't know. Does it kind of sound like we don't want white people to be involved, but we're going to get brown people to do a lot of hard labor for the federal government, or at least for the Democratic Party, in the name of equity and diversity? which is why the Inflation Reduction Act on page 698, 699, 700, and 701 goes on to essentially overturn EPA versus West Virginia in defining carbon dioxide as a pollutant, as well as establishing, and I quote, community-led air and other pollution monitoring, prevention and remediation systems, investment in low or zero emission and resilient technologies and related infrastructure, and a workforce development, workforce development that helps to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and other air pollutants, focused specifically on certain groups with workshops, rulemakings, and other public processes. It kind of sounds like you don't want white people to participate. You're not going to participate, but you'd like a lot of brown people to do a lot of hard work for you. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like you want brown people to represent the climate initiatives and the climate policies and the climate projects. So nobody can question what you're doing because then, oh, you hate black people. I think the Democrats should have used that argument in the 1800s. You want to end slavery? What do you hate? Black people? They've got jobs they can i guess they actually did use part of that argument back then because they said that if we free slaves they're illiterate they don't know anything they'll go wild they'll hurt themselves and others in fact john calhoun argued something very similar to that back in the early 1800s he called it a a positive good it was a positive thing that slaves were enslaved because well without enslavement it would be bad for the slave and the master This isn't hyperbole. Literally, the bipartisan panel of Obama and Bush experts wanted to overhaul the U.S. public health system because of inadequacies and inequities. They wanted to override state sovereignty and force states to cede control to them. And then just yesterday, the CDC announced, the CDC director announced, that they're going to overhaul the agency for the same reasons discussed by this bipartisan panel back in late June. They use the word overhaul, and they create a new equity office. They demand more authority for things they won't mention, which means they want states to cede control to them, and they want to speed up the publication of data and scientific findings, which... Could be a good thing, but it kind of sounds like you're going to just speed up the science. 
These are all things that were discussed back in June. Now they're a reality. The CDC is being overhauled, and they keep using that word equity. In the Inflation Reduction Act, equity is a big thing. Equity is why billions of dollars are being given to the EPA not to enforce the law, not to do their job, but to create a diverse Department of Environmental Justice that says environmental justice is the fair treatment and meaningful involvement of all people regardless of race, color, national origin, or income. Okay, but what are you going to do? They want to give protection to those groups from environmental and health hazards. Now, I know that it's a slightly controversial thing, but if you are Hispanic or if you are black, you have a higher rate, typically, not all blacks and Hispanics, but you have a higher rate of chance for or a higher rate of actually having things like diabetes and things like heart disease. So wouldn't it be more equitable and more just to be informing black communities in particular that diet plays a major role in why black people tend to suffer from certain diseases more than other groups at extremely high rates. You think black people or white people are as concerned about their environment as they are about the cost of living? I read you a poll earlier this week, and the poll was that less Americans care about climate change today than did just three years ago. Americans are concerned, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, it doesn't matter. They're concerned with paying for gas, paying their power bill, making sure that they have food, making sure that their children are taken care of. People don't care about the climate around them. This is statistically what you find all around the world. People that live in huts, people that live on insects, people that live basically in dirt. They don't care about the climate. They care about cleanliness. They care about education. They care about living more like the developed world. And when we tell them, no, you can't burn wood. No, you can't burn coal. No, you can't use your own resources. Because we've decided in the first world that climate change is something that we need to stop. And you doing those things is going to make climate change worse. So you're not allowed to do them. And then you flip over to... Ed Markey's website, Senator from Massachusetts, last year, last April, Senator Markey and Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York introduced the Civilian Climate Corps for Jobs and Justice Act. Probably never heard of that, have you? Doesn't matter because the Inflation Reduction Act essentially created the environment that will produce precisely what those two representatives wanted to do. And that includes a diverse and equitable group of 1.5 million Americans over five years will complete federally funded projects that help communities respond to climate change and transition to a clean economy. In other words, you don't really want white people to do it. You want brown people to work on your federally funded projects. In other words, you don't want white people to be participating in anything. You want brown people to be doing all the work for you. You want brown people through the Environmental Justice Department of the EPA. You want brown people to be the focal point of the agency's actions. You want brown people to have to pay the greatest amount of 
money to finance your climate agenda. Because you're going to take money from tax-paying citizens, blacks, whites, etc., and you're going to give massive tax breaks to wealthy people to put solar panels in their house, to buy heat pumps, to buy electric cars, taxing oil and coal so that they pass on the cost to Americans. And although I don't live with a lot of money day to day, I make about $1,000 a month doing this radio show and busting my butt. At least I guess I, I can still afford if I need to buy a $5 gallon of gas, I could do it. But less fortunate communities can't. All this stuff does is harm the disadvantaged. And claiming that it's about equity is gaslighting. It's false. It's manipulative. It's misleading. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. I've got a lot more to share with you tonight on the broadcast. You don't want to miss it. www.thesecretteachings.info Stay with us. There's a lot more after this. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey, this is John Peasy at johnpeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teachings. It's The Secret Teachings, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, airing exclusively five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now, the Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS app store. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. 
broadcasting from somewhere between the normal and abnormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare in which fear, loneliness, and the unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I am your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us. Secret Teachings airs Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, right after Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero. If you haven't subscribed to Clyde's Archive yet, you should definitely go do that. And while you're at it, if you have the means and the time to do so, please check out our archive at thesecretteachings.info. You get a lot of goodies with our archive, too. You get the Montage Archive private RSS feed, and digital copies of my books. Well worth the money based on the cost of the books alone. You can subscribe for a week, a month, or a year. When you subscribe to our show archive, you support the show and keep us on air Monday through Friday. Thank you so much, all of you who have subscribed and continue to remain subscribers of The Secret Teachings. Very simple. I keep it antiquated because I, I like things very simple. www.thesecretteachings.info And if you have any questions about that or anything else, rdgable at yahoo.com. Some of you might have noticed that we build on this show. We build from the opening segment to the closing segment. And we build because we have to really understand certain things before we can go further into certain subjects. For example, the New York Times reported back in June that a bipartisan panel of health experts wanted to overhaul the U.S. public health system based on inadequacies and inequities of the U.S. response to the coronavirus pandemic. One of the things they cited was that the CDC doesn't have the authority to override governors and state legislators in the process of determining what is a public health emergency and how we respond to a public health emergency. So if a handful of, of legislators and a handful of uh, government officials, including the governor, decide we don't want the CDC coming in here, well, they don't have the authority to do that. So these health experts want that process to be overturned and overhauled. In other words, they want to have states, and they use this word in the article, seed control. Not all states, just some states. They even say what states? Red states. In other words, they don't like what Florida is doing. They didn't like what a handful of other red states were doing. They don't like strong governors who abide by the rule of law. They don't like strong governors who tell them, you don't have the authority to tell me what to do. I'm the governor of this state. Then last night, August 17, 2022, the overhaul of the CDC is underway, just like those health experts wanted back in June. Using the pandemic as an excuse to overhaul the whole system. Here's part of the way that they're going to overhaul the new system. The overhaul of the CDC's approach to communicating with the public has already begun, says the article from CNN. The agency is considering measures that will speed up the publication of data and scientific findings, 
I suppose if you already have the data and findings, that's an okay thing. But if you're just speeding up the process by which you acquire them, you're going to get worse results. CDC Director Walensky will also seek more authority for the CDC from Congress and the Biden administration. She wants mandated data collection from states. Sounds pretty harmless. But what else does she want? Well, dot, 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 the article ends with these words, among other things. Probably if we're following along with the New York Times article, they want states that are read to cede control to the federal government, and they don't want states to have to invite them into their state anymore. But there's another piece of information here. That public health advisory panel said the pandemic was botched because of inequities. And now the CDC is creating an equity office. The agency will also create a new equity office working across all functions of the organization from hiring to policy to improve the agency's diversity. In other words, hiring people based on skin color, hiring people based on ethnicity, hiring people based on the color of their skin. And they're not the only ones. We've been reporting for several months now that the EPA is focused more on environmental justice than they are on the environment. The Inflation Reduction Act gives billions of dollars to environmental justice at the EPA. Rather than enforcing the law, rather than working to clean up let's say, pollutants, the EPA is now focused on environmental justice. Billions and billions of dollars to do this. If you go to their website and go to environmental justice, you get a page, two bold words at the top, environmental justice. If you scroll down, you get literally one, two, three, technically three sentences. This is All that environmental justice is about. Three sentences. Environmental justice is the fair treatment and meaningful involvement of all people, regardless of race, color, national origin, or income, with respect to the development, implementation, and enforcement of environmental laws, regulations, and policies. This goal will be achieved when everyone enjoys the same degree of protection from environmental and health hazards and equal access to the decision-making process to have a healthy environment in which to live, learn, and work. That's environmental justice. Focused on the color of your skin, your race, your national origin, and your income. Sort of like when Joe Biden said, black kids are just as, or was it poor kids, black kids, poor kids are just as smart as white kids. They're just as smart as white kids. Basing it on skin color, national origin, and income, by that we can determine poor people, people that don't have a lot of money. Now, I make $1,000 a month, so if you want to do the math there, you can. That's $12,000 a year. Usually, I make like 13000 a year, so there's a little bit, little bit more here or there that comes in. Thank uh, God for the Spreaker monetization, because if it wouldn't be for that, I, I don't know how I would be able to do this show. I, I might not be able to do the show. I tell you that because clearly that is far below the poverty line. And yet I still live pretty good life, even though I live below the poverty line. Some people live 
in far worse conditions than myself, and they bust their butt as much, if not more, than I do to have an income to feed their family, etc. A lot of these people are uneducated. A lot of these people fulfill stereotypes. A lot of these people might not be able to speak English as a first language. A lot of these people have been used by the system. Yeah, they're Hispanic, they're black, plenty of white people. They're poor people. They're usually less educated. And when you say poor people are usually less educated, you get that look on somebody's face like, are you saying black people are uneducated? Well, hold on a second. What I'm saying is poor people, white, black, etc., tend to be less educated. That's across the board. That's usually why they're poorer, because they're not as educated. That's usually why they have more kids. The more education you have, the less children you have. That is statistically accurate across the board, across the, uh, across the country, and across the world. So if you're very poor and you have a lot of kids, usually that means you don't have a lot of education. That's something we should try to fix rather than telling people that it's racist to try and encourage people to learn about math or learn about English or learn about how to communicate properly, etc. In other words, the EPA is going to be focused on race and color and national origin, just like the CDC. So they're overhauling the Centers for Disease Control. They're overhauling the Environmental Protection Agency. To focus not on health, not on the environment, but on the color of skin. This sounds like something Adolf Hitler would have done, doesn't it? This sounds like a race-based, race-obsessed policy. But it gets better than that. Senator from Massachusetts, Ed Markey, last April published this on his website along with Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez from New York, they introduced something called the Civilian Climate Corps for Jobs and Justice Act. They introduced that into Congress. The bill would establish a Civilian Climate Corps to operate a National Climate Service Program and a National Climate Service Grant Program to help communities respond to climate change and transition to a clean economy, including through reducing carbon emissions. Now, I've got the bombshell for you here in just a moment. That bill, if you want to look it up, S-1244, S-1244. It's just been introduced. It's not been passed, but they don't need it to pass. Let me tell you why. Because that bill, which offers grants and spends billions of dollars for civilian climate corps workers to build government projects, etc. That was basically crammed into the Inflation Reduction Act. Right around page 700, it gets interesting. Facilitating engagement of disadvantaged communities in state and federal advisory groups, workshops, rulemakings, and other public processes Tens of billions of dollars going to these groups, just like that act, S-1244, was going to do. But it's even better than that. Do you remember the EPA versus West Virginia? We talked about the Supreme Court case. 
Here's what the Supreme Court said. The EPA was claiming they had the authority to regulate carbon dioxide emissions as a pollutant. And they claim that they have the authority to do this under the Clean Air Act. And they claim that the authority they're given under the Clean Air Act gives them the ability to shut down by regulating into oblivion coal, gas, and any other form of energy producer that doesn't meet the strict, rigorous climate standards that pretty much no other country abides by. So the Supreme Court ordered this. Capping carbon dioxide emissions at a level that will force a nationwide transition away from the use of coal to generate electricity may be a sensible solution to the crisis of the day. But it is not plausible that Congress gave EPA the authority to adopt on its own such a regulatory scheme. They say in the case that the EPA does not have the authority to regulate carbon as a pollutant because it's not a pollutant. It even says that in the actual case. It's an 89-page opinion from the court, a relatively small opinion compared to others. It says that carbon dioxide is not a pollutant and the EPA cannot regulate it as a pollutant. Now, Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia, where I lived and went to high school, big coal state, big coal state. Everybody knows about the coal industry there in West Virginia. You'd think Senator Joe Manchin would have been opposed to this Inflation Reduction Act. Instead, he bargained the deal for it. He was standing at the table when Joe Biden was looking like he didn't know where he was when he signed it and then held the pen in front of Manchin for about 10 seconds before Manchin realized he was giving him the pen and Joe Biden just looked like a sad old man who didn't know where he was. Joe Manchin made this deal as a moderate Democrat to pass this legislation in the Senate. And guess what the Inflation Reduction Act does? Turn to page 701 in your textbooks class. Page 701 tells you what the whole thing is about in regard to the climate. Definition of greenhouse gas. This section, if you go back a page or two, you go back to page 698, it says the Clean Air Act is amended by inserting after section 137, and then it shows you what it's amended to include billions of dollars in climate justice grants that you as a taxpayer pay for. And then this on page 701. Definition of greenhouse gas. In this section, the term greenhouse gas means the air pollutants carbon dioxide. Now, there are other air pollutants listed there. Hydrofluorocarbons, methane, nitrous oxide, sulfur hexafluoride, and perfa, let me try to pronounce this one, uh, perfa or perfluorocarbons, perfluorocarbons. Did you catch that they listed carbon dioxide as a greenhouse gas, as a, quote, air pollutant? See, the EPA versus West Virginia was opinioned by the Supreme Court that carbon dioxide was not, N-O-T, not an air pollutant. Therefore, the EPA could not regulate it under the Clean Air Act. 
So the Inflation Reduction Act basically creates what Ed Markey and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez wanted to create a civilian climate corps using a diverse and equitable group of Americans to work on government projects for climate change. They couldn't get that bill passed, so they cram it into the Inflation Reduction Act. The Supreme Court rules that the EPA can't regulate carbon dioxide as a pollutant under the Clean Air Act, so they amend the Clean Air Act in the Inflation Reduction Act. And what does it give us? It gives us the new definition of carbon dioxide as a greenhouse gas air pollutant. Nobody else is talking about this, or even the bill itself. You get a few conservative commentary pieces on it. That's about it. This is vitally important. This is critical. Yes, it gives billions of dollars in subsidies to wealthy people for solar panels and heat pumps and electric cars. Yes, that affects the poor people who can't afford those things, who don't own houses, who can't afford to buy a new car. And even if you do own a house or want to buy a new car, you have to have the money to own the house to be able to pay for the solar panels to begin with to get the credit. Auto companies just increase the cost of their electric vehicles anyway, so they take the subsidy. You don't get the subsidy. You're going to pay the same price for the car. The companies now just up the price right about the the same cost of the subsidy, so then you end up paying the same amount they get the subsidy because it benefits them, not you. It benefits the corporations, not you. And yeah, they're going to tax coal. They're going to tax gas. They're going to tax oil. And what does that do for you? Well, that drives up the cost of of your energy. That drives up the cost of, of your gas at the gas tank. It does all that, but it also alludes to, implies, and redefines carbon dioxide as had been defined by the Supreme Court or confirmed in definition by the Supreme Court in the EPA versus West Virginia, it is not an air pollutant. It cannot be regulated by the EPA. It cannot be used as an excuse to shut down coal, to shut down natural gas, and to shut down oil. I don't care what you think of natural gas, coal, and oil, but the EPA versus West Virginia decision was a very hard blow to the EPA and to the climate cult because it doesn't allow them to regulate carbon dioxide as a pollutant to shut down energy production. So, as a result of that, the Inflation Reduction Act passes, which does everything except reduce inflation. And on page 701, and Joe Biden even said, one of the most comprehensive, if not the most comprehensive, climate change legislation ever passed. And it says in this section, the term greenhouse gas means the air pollutants, carbon dioxide. That means it is now codified, it is now law. Carbon dioxide is an air pollutant, which then, as a redefining and as an amending of the Clean Air Act, gives authority to the EPA, which the Supreme Court declared just weeks ago they did not have under law to regulate carbon dioxide and to therefore shut down and fine if they couldn't shut them down, fine into shutting down coal plants, oil production, gas companies, etc., That is crafty, that is devious, that is malicious, that is corruption, 
and manipulation and gaslighting at its finest. I don't know if you're catching what I'm saying. I don't know if you pick up what I'm putting down here. What I'm telling you is the EPA versus West Virginia declared the EPA did not have the authority under the Clean Air Act to regulate carbon dioxide. The Inflation Reduction Act essentially gives the EPA that authority on top of giving tens of billions of dollars to the EPA for their environmental justice program. That's what it does. Page 701 of the Inflation Reduction Act. I'll send you a copy of it if you'd like to see it. I'll read it to you one more time. In this section, the term greenhouse gas means the air pollutants, carbon dioxide, hydrofluorocarbons, methane, etc. Don't you think that's an important piece of information that people should know? Don't you think it's important that people should know that S-1244, the Civilian Climate Corps for Jobs and Justice Act, Senator Markey and Representative Cortez had proposed, but never got off the ground, it was just introduced, they just crammed it into the Inflation Reduction Act. And what does that act do? It takes what amounts to poor minorities and forces them to work on federally funded projects. In other words, it basically is slavery on steroids in the name of equity. Those aren't slaves. Those are black and Hispanic and foreign people that don't have IDs, and they are working to make the climate a more equitable thing. It needs to be more racially inclusive, more gender inclusive, more nationally inclusive. That's what they're doing. That's what it says. They're bringing back segregation in schools now. California Georgia, not at a state level, necessarily. Certain schools are literally segregating kids based on black or white. Democratic senators and congresswomen have proposed legislation, which was then again slipped into the Inflation Reduction Act, which literally takes minorities and forces them to work in the name of equity for the federal government. Sounds like slavery to me. It sounds like they're segregating schools and bringing back Jim Crow and forcing people who are poor to feel and to respond to and to handle the brunt force of what they call equity and inclusivity and equality by telling you, don't worry, this is going to help out people who can barely afford to pay their rent when it just gives tax subsidies to rich people and to corporations. It's an enormous scam. But the thing is, when you go to the EPA's website and you read about their environmental justice, it says they want to have equal access to the decision-making process, to have a healthy environment in which to live, learn, and work. They want the same degree of protection from environmental and health hazards. That, that wording right there, health hazards. Statistically, you know, black folks tend to suffer from diabetes and heart disease at a higher rate than, than other groups of people. So since that is statistically well known, perhaps if you're concerned about health hazards, we, we should be helping black folks and white folks and other folks learn about the benefits of changing their diet and lifestyle. It's a practical thing. Nobody wants to do that. 
The New York Times reported, this is how I learned about it, but it's in the Inflation Reduction Act as well. There's a cap on prescription drug costs and insulin costs. And that's celebrated. Instead, we should be looking at why so many people are taking insulin, why so many people are taking prescription drugs. Did you know that eating a plant-based diet can actually allow you to stop taking your medications eventually for diabetes? How many studies have been done on that and found that when you eat differently and you eat a plant-based diet and you eat that way, healthy, you don't eat the red meats excessively or at all, you don't eat the processed foods, guess what happens? Your diabetes in most cases goes away. Now you need to look into that before you make a decision and you actually probably should talk to a, a nutritionist. But why aren't we informing people that they can get rid of their diabetes through diet? Very simple, very cheap. Instead, we're going to spend billions of dollars so minorities can build government projects for the Democratic Party. I don't know what that sounds like, or do I know what that sounds like? What does that sound like to you? I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Stay with us. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info this is linda godfrey author of monsters among us and you are listening to the secret teachings with ryan gable broadcasting from somewhere between heaven hell and purgatory it's the secret teachings on ground zero radio release the kraken you could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on 24-7 with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. 
Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. Think about your hero when you're at ground zero and call out to the fallout back to me. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of the secret teachings on Ground Zero Radio. listening to the secret teachings radio i'm your host ryan gable i told you earlier this week that according to noah the sun is experiencing more sunspots than they had predicted as the sun reaches its 11 year peak by 2025 we don't even hear about the potential for space storms space weather cmes etc. But we were struck by one last week, and one is in the process of hitting us now, or a series are in the process of hitting us now through Friday through the weekend. I think it's interesting that we, you've heard me say this before, we tend to dismiss that the sun has any effect on climate change, and instead we focus on how we can block the sun out or as one psychopathic NASA scientist suggested, we should move the Earth out of its orbit. I'm not joking about that. Uh, You might have thought I was joking last night, or the night before last, rather. A very serious thing. A NASA scientist actually suggested that we move the Earth out of its orbit. I, I, I don't even know what to think about that. But the sun has a huge effect, of course, on the environment, on weather, etc. I was reading this interesting story about Kentucky, You know, Kentucky is experiencing detrimental flooding. And it says that eastern Kentucky experienced these floods, but these floods were not natural. These were not natural disasters. And I thought, okay, I I have an idea. I get an idea of where this is going. So I started reading the article. And this is what I came up with here. We don't know why it happened. We don't know how it happened, and we don't know how to prevent the next one. But we do know the answers to these questions. We've known them for some time. A combination of environmental degradation through extraction economies and government indifference to uh, or plain inaction have borne a land in these hills ripe for weather-related disasters and left behind communities with little to no defenses against them. Also, part of that combination included unfettered Capitalism. Oh, so capitalism is why there's flooding in Kentucky. Now let me ask the anti-capitalists this. Let me ask you this question. You want electric vehicles to be on the road to replace gasoline-powered vehicles. The Inflation Reduction Act gives tax breaks to wealthy people to buy those cars. I know they're wealthy people because I can't afford a thirty dollars to $40,000 new car, let alone a $40-something thousand dollar Tesla, and I couldn't even afford a $20-something thousand dollar uh, Leaf, one of the low-end electric cars. 
And the great thing is these companies just raise the cost of their vehicles to match what the government tax credit subsidy was going to be, about $7,500, which there had been a tax credit. Now they're just basically extending it. So the car companies decided, well, we'll just we'll take that, and they raised the cost of most of their electrical vehicles by that. So if you think about it for a second, those car companies, not that ethical. And that money isn't going to go to you. It's going to go to these big companies, and they're going to have the cost of their products totally subsidized, so they make the money you pay the cost, you pay the price. But the interesting thing is, where are, where are these batteries for these electric cars manufactured? Well, most of them are manufactured in China. Does China take much credit for you know supporting the environment or cleaning up the environment? No, they don't care. In fact, because Nancy Pelosi went to Taiwan, China cut talks on climate-related issues. Climate-related issues are not a big concern in China, where they make a lot of these batteries. So in Kentucky, where they have the flooding, capitalism is being blamed for mining. Don't you have to mine to get the raw materials for the electric batteries? Don't you have to get the raw materials to make these things? Which, once again, I would understand more if you would argue this. If you would argue that, hey, I'm going to buy a Tesla and then I'm going to drive it until it's undrivable. Then you might be able to get your money out of it and you might be able to make an impact on your carbon footprint if that matters to you. But what all the psychology and all the science and all the data shows is what happens. And I'm not just saying that randomly. Like if you read the studies the psychological studies on, on, on humans, what happens when someone feels that they're doing a good thing, there's even a name for this, it's called moral licensing. It's, it's huge in, in nutrition and diet and health. When, like, let's use that as an example because it's a simpler example. If you're on a diet, let's say for seven days, and you're on the diet for two days and you're feeling pretty good about yourself, The third day, you might slip up and justify it because you've been on a diet for two days. On the third day, you'll slip up a little bit. You can just get back on track tomorrow. They call that moral licensing. Since I've done a diet for two days, I guess I can skip it for a day and then I'll go back on it tomorrow. This is what happens psychologically when we have people that buy electric cars. You start to think that you're better than everybody else. Not everybody who owns an electric car thinks that, but psychologically, you start to think, well, I bought this car so I can do other things now. I've offset my emissions. In other words, you're basically just signaling to other people that you care or that you have money. Look, I got a tax credit. Well, I can't afford to pay for gas, so I'm not going to be able to afford an electric car. And that's really what it's all about. You won't be able to drive then. You won't be able to take a vacation or go to work. You'll have to take a bus or walk or work at home. That's what it's all about. You buy that electric car and you drive it into the ground. Eventually, maybe it has its worth. But people buy Teslas and then trade the Teslas in for the new models. 
people buy electric cars and then trade them in for the new models like they do gas cars. All you're doing is increasing the demand, sure, for an electric car because now more people will demand them if they're cheaper and they can get them used. But what happens when you get them cheaper and used? The battery life isn't as good. I had a partially electric car. I had a, I had a Prius. Something breaks on that. It is wildly expensive to fix. So you have to have money to buy it. You have to have money to fix it. You have to have money to get the credit. This doesn't help people that are poor. $7,500 tax credit for these electrical vehicles extended, but Ford and General Motors and others have just decided to increase their prices. Ford announced price hikes anywhere between $6,000 and almost $9,000 for their F-150 Lightning electric vehicles. General Motors upped its electrical vehicle cost by about $6,000 plus last month, all anticipating the Inflation Reduction Act. That's what happens when government gets involved, folks. Here, we'll give you $7,500 to buy a new car. And the car companies are like, okay, we'll, we'll just take the $7,500. We'll just raise the cost $7,500. So we'll get the $7,500. They'll still pay the full price. It's like those Black Friday deals. You know, a microwave is 50 bucks, And then they, they, uh, they, 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 they put it on, you know, sale, or something like, uh, say, a microwave costs 50 bucks. What did they used to do? It was microwaves, and what did they do it with, like, vacuum cleaners and, you know, just general things that you would have around the house. And then a couple of weeks before Black Friday, they would increase the cost to, say, $65. And then you'd get it on sale for 55 bucks, let's say, and it was still $5 more than it normally cost. So you're being ripped off. You're paying more than what it actually would normally retail for, but you feel good about it because you stood in line and you got that Black Friday deal. It's a scam. It's all a scam. The point of all this is the Inflation Reduction Act has classified carbon dioxide as a greenhouse gas air pollutant. Page 701. That might not seem very important, but considering the fact, if you scroll back to page 698, the section in which that is done amends the Clean Air Act. That is precisely what EPA versus West Virginia was all about. When the Supreme Court decided that a few weeks ago, they decided that the EPA does not have the authority in the Clean Air Act to regulate carbon dioxide. Congress certainly has not conferred a like authority upon EPA anywhere else in the Clean Air Act. They do not have the authority to regulate Carbon dioxide, the last place one would expect to find it is in the previously little-used backwater of Section 111D. That is precisely in the final page of the order from the court, capping carbon dioxide emissions at a level that will force a nationwide transition away from the use of coal to generate electricity may be a sensible solution to the crisis of the day, but it is not plausible that Congress gave EPA the authority to adopt on its own such a regulatory scheme in Section 111D. EPA doesn't have that authority, but under the Inflation Reduction Act, well, now they just might have that authority. Thanks, Joe Manchin. Under the Inflation Reduction Act is also a strong key component of Senate Bill 1244, which was never passed in the Senate or the House. It was just introduced back in April. The Civilian Climate Corps for Jobs and Justice Act 
introduced by Senator Markey, Massachusetts, organized by Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And listen to what this act is supposed to do, but what it will do under the Inflation Reduction Act. They're giving tens of billions of dollars to the EPA for their Environmental Justice Department. Well, this is what the website of the senator says. A diverse and equitable group of 1.5 million Americans over five years will complete federally funded projects that help communities respond to climate change and transition to a clean economy. Civilian Climate Corps will uh, work will in, uh, reduce carbon emissions, enable a transition to renewable energy, build healthier and more resilient communities, implement conservation projects with proven climate benefits, and help communities recover from climate disasters. In other words, poor people that aren't white are going to be working on federally funded projects under this act or under the Inflation Reduction Act based on money that is stolen, money that is created out of nothing that causes worse inflation, costs the cost, uh, cost the price of goods to go up, especially when you tax gas and oil and coal companies, they pass on the tax to you. So you're going to pay higher electrical bills and higher you know, bills at the, at, the, at the gas station. So what, what does that mean? That means poor people who aren't white, they, they, they say it, not me, a diverse and equitable group. That, that, that mean, equitable means race. So a diverse and race, racially equitable, racially equal group. So not white people will be working on climate projects for the federal government for the Democratic Party. In other words, the Democratic Party literally will have poor black, Hispanic, and others working for them on their climate projects. So I read you again the Inflation Reduction Act, which essentially takes what Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is promoting and Senator Ed Markey is promoting. They introduced a bill last year again, the Civilian Climate Corps for Jobs and Justice Act. It's only been introduced. It's not been voted on a diverse and equitable group of 1.5 million Americans. Let's translate that to the Inflation Reduction Act, which amends the Clean Air Act, overturns EPA versus West Virginia, a recent Supreme Court decision. The Clean Air Act does not grant the EPA authority to regulate carbon dioxide as a pollutant. That's absurd. That's insane. The EPA does not have that level of authority, just like the CDC does not have the level of authority they had over COVID-19 and public health measures. And on page 699 of the Inflation Reduction Act, it says community-led air and other pollution monitoring, prevention and remediation and investments in low and zero emission and resilient technologies and related infrastructure, build back better and workforce development that help reduce greenhouse gas emissions and other air pollutants. That's part of the facilitating engagement of disadvantaged communities in state and federal advisory groups, workshops, rulemakings, and other public processes. And that's in the Inflation Reduction Act. It's loud and clear. You ain't got to read a history book about the Civil War. You ain't got to read a history book about the antebellum era. This is the exact same Democratic Party. This isn't even about politics, though, ultimately. This is about getting the poorest people in society to do work for you. Do you know what this is? This is the Great Leap Forward again. You're probably tired of me saying that by now, but that's what this is, the Great Leap Forward. It's getting people 
who don't want to do this work to do it, to work on projects that don't need to be worked on, and it throws billions of dollars directly into the garbage can, and it throws billions of dollars of resources directly into the garbage can, which could be utilized, both the money and the resources elsewhere, and have a more direct and truly equitable, perhaps, benefit to society and to the community. This is forcing people under taxpayer dollars that are stolen to work for the Democratic Party. That's what it does. Look at the guy's website. It says it right there on the senator's website from Massachusetts. Thanks to him and Cortez. But that bill was never passed. It is jammed into the Inflation Reduction Act, though. And of course, one last time I have to mention the bipartisan health panel overhauling the U.S. public health care system because of inadequacies and equities and because red states refuse to concede control to the CDC. Back in June, the New York Times reported that. And the overhaul is now underway, according to CNN. Last night, August 17th, 2022, The overhaul is underway. They use the word overhaul. The CDC wants more authority because they want states to cede their control to them. The agency is also creating an equity office, just like the Environmental Protection Agency has an Environmental Justice Office. And they will work across all functions of the organization to hire based on diversity. In other words, the EPA, CDC, are going to hire and work on projects that only affect people with certain colors of skin. That only affect people with certain incomes, which would, generally speaking, be people that are poor. People of certain national origin. So, perhaps immigrants, migrants. Does this make any sense to you? The EPA, the CDC, the Inflation Reduction Act, all focused on race Skin color, poor people, which disproportionately tend to be those communities of color, and especially immigrants and migrant communities of people that can't speak English that well, or they just haven't had an opportunity to learn, so they cannot converse or read or write in our language, so it's hard for them to hold jobs that aren't just manual physical labor. And people call that racist. Someone said that all that's you're someone told me I was a racist because I said a lot of immigrants can't read or write. Well, no, they can't read or write our language. So how are they going to take jobs in which they need to know English to communicate? It's not a a racist thing. What's racist is having the CDC and the EPA concerned only with people's skin rather than health, rather than the environment. What's racist is senators like Markey and Congresswomen like Cortez wanting to force, with a little bit of pay, blacks and Hispanics and others to work on federally funded projects for the Democratic Party. That's racist. If you get my new book, Liberty Shrugged, there's a link to it on the website. I haven't made an official announcement yet, but there is a link to it on the website. As I said, the secretteachings.info. Uh, I have a large section that will explain the history of, uh, of this um, of this political uh, back and forth between the Republican and Democratic parties in regard to slavery and race and things of that nature. It's not the whole uh, book, but just a a section of the book. It's a huge book, too. It's 600-plus pages. Uh, I don't know how many photographs, probably 
100 photographs, something like that, from the National Archives and others. It's a good book, Liberty Shrugged. Took me about a month and a half to write it and edit it. Uh, but, you know, years of research beside that. Uh, really hoping that you get a copy of it. Liberty Shrugged at the secretteachings.info. It'll explain a lot of this stuff, actually. So that's what you need to know. If you want access to any of this, like you want links, I'm going to send you, if you want the email, I've got a direct link to the environmental justice uh, part of the EPA's website. I've got a link to the Senate.gov website where they're talking about diverse and equitable Americans working on their Democratic Party projects. I've got Senate Bill 1244, which was crammed into the Inflation Reduction Act. I've got a link to that. I've got a link to the EPA versus West Virginia. I'll have a link to all that and these two articles from the New York Times and CNN if you email me at rdgable at yahoo.com. The big things to take away from tonight's show The EPA doesn't have the authority to regulate carbon dioxide as a pollutant, but under the Inflation Reduction Act, carbon dioxide is now considered a pollutant. And it's in the section in which the Clean Air Act, which was the reason that the Supreme Court ruled the EPA doesn't have that authority, the Clean Air Act is amended now. The second big thing to take away tonight is follow these stories where the New York Times says we need an overhaul of the CDC because of inequities and red Republicans won't cede control to our authority. And then here's the CDC just months later saying we're going to overhaul. We're creating an equity office. We want more power from the federal government to make governors bend to our will. Very, 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 very dangerous. And the third major thing to take away from tonight's show is that environmental justice deals with health hazards according to the EPA's website. Well, here's something that you might want to take a look at. If you look into the medical literature, here's just one example. A plant-based diet for the prevention and treatment of type 2 diabetes. This has been known for a long, long time. A plant-based diet can help to prevent and also to reverse, not just like associated with, but can help and reverse diabetes. That is a study, if you want to look that up. Journal of Geriatric Cardiology 2017, a plant-based diet for prevention and treatment of type 2 diabetes. Of course, the Dr. Dean Ornish study from the late 90s, early 2000s, the only style of eating that has ever been proven without retraction to prevent and reverse coronary heart disease, artery disease, which is the major killer in the Western world. And when you look at things like equity, if you look at the NIH's website, they even have a section on this. Factors contributing to higher incidence of diabetes for black Americans. Well, If the EPA is concerned with health hazards for people of certain races and colors, maybe they should be informing black men and black women that there are ways to prevent and reverse your diabetes. One of them would be a plant-based diet. Plant-based diets lower your risk and can actually eliminate your risk and can actually reverse diabetes along with improving kidney function, improving quality of life, heart function, which we know it can actually prevent and reverse heart disease, improve your gut health, your 
little microbiomes and help you to maintain a healthy weight. All of that is beneficial from a plant-based diet, yet you don't actually have any negative side effects. Now, I mean, if you're eating like a junk food vegan, you will, but that's not a real plant-based diet, just like people that want to pollute and people that want to uh, hurt their employees. That's not a real capitalist enterprise. Next time someone says real communism hasn't been tried, you tell them no real capitalism hasn't been tried. Here's another interesting piece of information. If they're so concerned about race and color of people's skins and health, and not only should they be informing people that, uh, well, the CDC should be doing this, informing people that, you know, it's diet that contributes to your high rising uh, diabetes cases and heart disease and black and other likewise um, similar communities. But um, now they're telling us that it's all because of climate change. If you've got diabetes, heart disease, if you're obese, and not just for adults, for children as well. According to, and I played this CBS clip last night, according to a new study published, Taylor and Francis Online, and this was just accepted a few weeks ago, um, published just a few days ago, maintaining adequate physical fitness during childhood based on repetitive daily physical activity will foster greater physical literacy skills that will be imperative to a child's health outcomes as climate change affects our environment in substantive and long-term ways. Fit people are better able to tolerate higher temperatures through a combination of physiologic, behavioral, and psychological factors. Young children thermoregulate differently than adults, and although there exists an excellent array of foundational studies in the field of pediatric thermoregulation, there are still many avenues to be explored Building resiliency to maintain healthy 24-hour movement behaviors in young people should be prioritized in research and policy as we adapt to an ever-changing world. So even fat kids now are only fat because of climate change. Now, we know in the literature that when you tell somebody just to exercise, PepsiCo found that they'll actually buy more of their products when you tell them to exercise because it tells them consciously and subconsciously, Hey, your problem is you just didn't walk around or you didn't run or you didn't take a hike. So because of that, you can still eat a lot of candy and a lot of processed foods and chips and popcorn and you can drink a lot of soda. All you got to do later is just take a hike around the block, which is not going to help you. So they know that telling people that you can eat unhealthy, but all you got to do is take a jog and you'll be fine, will actually get them to buy more product because it's the moral licensing. I bought an electric car, so I'm going to take an extra vacation. I'm good. I bought an electric car, so I'm going to actually drive more and consume more electricity. I went on a diet, so I can eat this whole cake tonight, and tomorrow I'll go back on the diet. What does it do I've yet to see a study on this. What does it do when you tell people you're fat, you've been discriminated against, you've got diabetes, you've got cancer, you've got heart disease, all because of climate change? And you notice how political it is, too, because of climate change. That means the people that want to do something about climate change are people who are not racist and they like the environment and the people that don't want to do anything or they want to have an, an honest, moderate discussion about it. Well, they're, of course, the racists. You See how that works? Here's Joe Biden describing the Inflation Reduction Act. Take a listen to this. 
The Inflation Reduction Act invests $369 billion to take the most aggressive action ever, 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 ever in confronting the climate crisis and strengthening our, our economic, our energy security. It's going to offer working families thousands of dollars in savings by providing them rebates to buy new and efficient appliances, weatherize their homes, get tax credit for purchasing heat pumps and rooftop solar, electric stoves, ovens. So basically, if you've got the money to buy a house and a new car and new appliances, you'll get a tax break. If you don't have enough money to pay for gas or pay for food, well, screw you. Corporate welfare, billionaire, millionaire welfare, That's all that that is. But when you compound it by the racial and the color and the nationality and the income issues, then it all boils down to cultural Marxism. It all boils down to, if you don't like that word, it boils down to just, if you want to just call it what it is, it boils down to the original reason that the Democratic Party was founded. To support the wealthy landowners to support the slave owners, and to preserve the institution of slavery. And that's what all of this does in new, unique, revamped ways. Meanwhile, the Inflation Reduction Act also classifies carbon dioxide as a pollutant, amending the Clean Air Act to allow the EPA to regulate carbon dioxide to fine into oblivion certain producers and to basically shut down the energy systems of the United States of America to make energy more costly, which then threatens both your wallet and it also threatens national security. And they do this with a big grin on their faces. They do this like they're proud of it and they are proud of it because it gives money to their supporters. It gives money to big corporations And they tell you it's all in the name of helping the little person. Talk about mind control. Talk about gaslighting. One giant scam. Maybe you should take a look at this story from NASA. Scientists previously established that the world is greener than it was in the early 1980s. Updated maps show that the trend has continued. And researchers say reduced global warming is among the consequences. This is from NASA's website. So an update on what we talked about earlier this week. Updated maps show that the trend has continued. The Earth is greener by two full continental United States. And researchers say reduced global warming is among the consequences. Let me read that to you again. Updated maps show that the trend in greening has continued. And researchers say reduced global warming is among the consequences. Huh. And that's all because of more carbon dioxide. More carbon dioxide, less drought, more carbon dioxide, more greening, more carbon dioxide, less global warming. NASA is saying that because of carbon dioxide, there's less global warming. But they want to regulate carbon dioxide as a pollutant. See, it all boils down to what you're made out of. What are you made out of? What does every child know in school? You're a carbon-based life form. They want to regulate you. This is The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for tuning in to the broadcast. If you enjoy what we're saying on the show, if you enjoy the content we provide you, please subscribe to our archive at thesecretteachings.info. Please grab a copy of one of my books. If you support us, we're here. If you don't, we won't be here Monday through Friday, 
five nights a week, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific. You can also find the show on the many radio and podcast players. You'll have to listen to those annoying advertisements, though. That's why I uh, ask you and suggest that you subscribe to the main archive. www.thesecretteachings.info Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. From Ground Zero to The Secret Teachings, keep your dial tuned to Ground Zero Radio.